KXSU LP Seattle. It's time for the Red Hawk Report. And now, here's your host, Russell Brown. Welcome in to the Red Hawk Report on KXSU 102.1 worldwide on KXSU.org or on your favorite podcast platform. Russell Brown, your host, in studio here to break down all things Red Hawk Athletics on a rainy Monday in the beautiful city of Seattle. Thanks for tuning in wherever you might be. Episode number four, finally uh, up now here live in the studio, as we said. It uh, was an interesting week in Red Hawk Athletics. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. We'll cover both of those. Mostly the ups, though. That's our job here to promote the uh, goodness inside of the Red Hawk Athletic Program. And hopefully we have some good content to enjoy your rainy day. As we said, grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the Red Hawk report here. Well, let's look at the week that we just had. Men's basketball. We hyped that up. Boz was in the studio. On the last episode, we talked about how big of a game that was going to be against New Mexico State. It was a battle for first place. Well, they ended up falling to the Aggies, unfortunately, in that battle for first place on Monday. So a week ago. 55 to 68. It was a tough game there. Tremel led the way for the Red Hawks. He had 24 points in the loss. Um, it was a tough one, and then they followed it up. We knew it was going to be a tough week. They fell to Utah Valley, 52 to 67. And originally, the Red Hawks weren't supposed to play New Mexico State on Monday. They were supposed to play them earlier in January, but uh, COVID restrictions had that switched over to uh, last Monday. So that's the reason they played them there. Um, In the second game, as we said, at Utah Valley, the Wolverines, they beat them at Climate Pledge Arena and uh, neutralized their big man, Fardas Amak. But this time, Amak and the Wolverines bounced back. Uh, Riley Grigsby and Trammell were the only ones to hit double digits in that game for SU on the loss. But all was not lost on the week as they ended up taking down Dixie State in a tough game. The Trailblazers are on the come up since switching into the WAC and Division One. 73-65, SU gets the win there. Four of five starters hit double figures, and eight of nine players scored in that game. So you want to talk about ending on a high note. Coach Chris Victor and the Red Hawks did that against Dixie, Dixie State in their last uh, road whack game there. Went one and two on the week. Um, that good still has SU in second heading into the final week of conference play. A lot of scenarios we're not going to break down for you, but there is the slimmest, the slimmest of slim that the Red Hawks could end up in the number one seed as New Mexico State suffered a loss, an uncharacteristic loss to Chicago State, who Seattle University uh, closes out their season with. So a lot of things still not decided. I can't give you what the whack is, whack uh, Vegas is going to look like, so... You know, for now, sit tight, keep tuning into men's and women's basketball and see how that plays out. But uh, a lot of things could shift. But uh, one and two on the week for men's basketball. Swim also in action. They were at the WAC Championship in Houston, Texas. It was a it was a good meet. It was a good meet indeed. Set 40 new entries to the all-time top 10 times. And there's a lot here, so stay with me. Four new records in the 1653. Michael Luna and Michael Day, Michelle Day, excuse me, each put up the second fastest 1653 times in Seattle U history. 
Cole Lanting and Nicholas Imig moved up on the all-time list in the 100 free, and so did Sammy Moiser on the women's side. Lanting and Imig joined Will Corona and Connor Beringer in the swimming, uh, the free, the 400 free re- uh, relay, excuse me, make that the 400 free relay, setting the sixth fastest time in history. Moiser, Allison, uh, Plamondon, Lydia, uh, Lydia, Jensen and Maggie Robin had the fourth fastest on the women's side. And then Jackson Gonzalez had the eighth fastest 200 breast time in school history. Um, so as I said, it was a lot there. I was even stumbling through it. So a lot of names getting thrown out. So congratulations to swim setting a bunch of school records, 40 uh, new entries in the top 10 all time in SU history. So that's very impressive. So congratulations to swim there at the WAC championship in Houston, Texas. Moving on to women's basketball, uh, they lost at home to Utah Valley, so the Wolverines unfortunately got the better of the Red Hawks on the men's and women's side, 61-67 to on Thursday. Courtney Murphy had 14, and Bree Calhoun added in 11 in the loss. Uh, took down Dixie State, though, so lost to one Utah school, and then we swept the other, so positive. As the Trailblazers came into the Red Hawks Center and fell there on senior night, for the Red Hawks, 69 to 61. Calhoun had 19 points and six assists, carrying over from uh, the earlier game. And a quick shout out to those seniors: Chinway Azanu, Barbara Rangel, Jaden Alexander, Mackenzie Williams, Haley Weisneet, Bree Calhoun, Courtney Murphy, and Georgia Keogh on their amazing careers. Coach Susie Barkham in the post game had great words to say about them and everything they've done in their Red Hawk careers. All the records, all the things they moved up while donning the red and black, so congratulations to them. Uh, They are currently the 10th seed, locked up a berth. They will lock up a berth, let me say, if Chicago State loses this week. So the Red Hawks play them later this week, but they have a matchup before that against CBU. So if Chicago State does lose one more time, it will not matter that matchup with the Red Hawks. Uh, Or another way to put it, if the Red Hawks beat Chicago State in the next matchup, they're guaranteed to be in WAC Vegas and lock up that 10 seed. So Definitely pulling for them in this week. Obviously not rooting against Chicago State, but it'd be nice to have Seattle U women's basketball down in Vegas. So we'll see how the week plays out. If they handle what's in front of them and take down the Cougars there in Chicago, then there'll be nothing to worry about there on the women's basketball side. Going into softball, 2-3 and three on the week. They got wins over San Diego's 5-1 to one on Saturday and over UC Riverside 10-5 to five on Sunday. Stephanie Madrigal got the win in both games, going to combined 11 innings, giving up six hits, one earned run with eight strikeouts. Uh, the team is now 9-6 and six on the season. So solid start to the season for Coach Jeff Hirai in softball there as they continue to improve on the season and uh, continue to set marks. Baseball was also in action over the week as they uh, had a tough series, unfortunately, as they matched up down there with UTSA in uh, San Antonio. They got swept there, uh, zero games to four. They were uh, held scoreless in their last two games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Their bounce-back opportunity against Oregon State, which will actually, I won't get ahead of myself. We'll talk about that in the next segment, but uh, definitely uh, more upside, hopefully swinging through baseball soon. The rate. Once they get back home and start playing back at Bannerwood, and obviously conference season's a whole different, uh, whole different season. So baseball 
trying to find their groove here as we continue to go on, get out of this rain, continue to get to warmer weather, and uh, hopefully the bats can start warming up there for uh, Coach Donnie, uh, Donnie Harrell there and get that team back on track. But uh, let's uh, take a step away. Quick preview here of our next interview. It is a goalkeeper for Seattle U men's soccer. And the first selection ever, first signing, let me say, for Ballard FC, Mr. Achille Kasim will be stepping in and uh, taking over the interview portion here. Great, great athlete. Uh, head coach Pete Fewing couldn't praise him enough. I even I talk about it in the interview, but I try to get you know something on uh, Achille. And Coach Pete said, "No, he's nothing but a great athlete. You know, a, a great competitor, and he's done nothing but mature and become." a better person since he's been on the campus of Seattle University. So definitely looking forward to that interview. So we'll step away for a quick second and come back here with that interview with Akili Kasim. You're listening to the Red Hawk Report here on Seattle University's student-run radio station, 102.1 FM KXSU. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. Swedish is proud to support Seattle U's athletic department and its students. Swedish offers programs such as charity care, research, community health, and education. More information is available at Swedish.org. This broadcast is made possible in part by Coke Zero, a proud supporter of Red Hawk men's basketball. Coke Zero has zero sugar and no calories. Coke Zero is available in stores now. Coke Zero, a proud partner of Seattle University Athletics. And welcome into the fourth interview ever here on the Red Hawk Report. We're joined by Seattle University goalkeeper, Achille Kasim. Achille, thanks for uh, stepping on the Red Hawk Report and chatting with us here. Oh, thank you for having me anytime. Yep, yep. So you obviously are the goalkeeper here for Seattle University. What brought you to the Red Hawks? Because you had a prior stop in college. You're West Seattle High School, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what brought you over here? So, I mean, I was supposed to come in in 2017 after I graduated, but some stuff happened, so I had to go to the JUCO that I went to for the year. But, honestly, our keeper coach reached out to me, and, you know, he, he wanted me to come. He, like, really wanted me to come. So, I mean, I wasn't – FC wasn't my, like, first look when I was in JUCO anymore. Like, you know, I was trying to go to a different school or something. But Jake, like I said, our keeper coach, he was like – he really like saw you know a lot of potential. I mean, he really wanted me to come, so you know it's close to home. I mean, for men's soccer, really pretty good, really good. So I saw myself playing. Red's my favorite color, so I mean that helped a lot. So like I said, it's close to home, fan, friends, family, everything could come to the game. So and you had the experience me. growing up. You went through this, played for the Sounders, right? The Sounders Academy. Mm-hmm. What what type of experience did that give you playing for a big club, at least in North American standards, playing for the Sounders? Uh, I mean, the expectations were high, 20, not even 24-7, 25-8, just extra. It was, the expectations were really high because, you know, the Sounders are debatably the number one club year in, year out for the MLS. So, I mean, for me, I mean, I like to work during practice. So, I mean, that's what we had to do every day. 
work just grind so there's a lot of bumps in the road throughout that but that just pushed me to work even more like it was you know nothing's guaranteed that you're gonna play so for me i i made it a mission to like so like to work that much harder just so nobody can give you an excuse on why you're not playing so i mean there's a lot of lessons like the coach i love the coaches or all that i still talked i talked to them last week like i still go train with them like every break i can so it's it's a good connection to still have and so it was pretty good despite still being in college you're setting history you're one of the well you are the first ever selection or signing i should say mm -hmm. for ballard fc what was that like being signed by a new club and you know making the history when that inaugural season rolls around i mean it was pretty cool because the head coach is my old club coach okay. for when i was in youth and like he was really excited to get me on board like one of the co-owners i was his teammate for the sounders pdl team which is the usl2 so he was really it's like he really wanted me to get on board as well so i mean i was down i read summer teams ballard it's new season tickets sold out so i mean the crowd's gonna be really good a few of my teammates are on the team as well i have a lot of friends from other teams playing so it's really good really good the jerseys are dope yeah, so yeah the jerseys are crazy like i already ordered one yeah, yeah the, so the jerseys awesome. are nice so i mean it should be fun it's have a, you seen the keeper ones yet no nah. oh, okay so no nah. yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and get one of the regular ones though. i'm gonna have to work my way to yeah, try right. and get one of those but i mean it's in ballard it's Seattle so yep. I mean the crowd's gonna be good atmosphere is good I love the coach he was my old coach like I said Lamar Nagel one of the owners former Sounders so yep. that's even better so it should I mean it should be good it was pretty dope to yep. go through that can you t for people that don't understand the hierarchy or the breakdown of the U.S. soccer you know tiers can you talk a little bit about USL2 and you know how that situation kind of plays out and how the league operates from what I understand. I think USL2 is more like summer league type stuff. I mean, the competition's still really good because, you know, it's all like college players come back and yeah. play for these teams. So the level of competition's like good the whole time. Like uh, one of the teams we play is the Timbers, their summer league team. And I think they just won like the conference or division right. last year. Like, so they're really good. They had like a lot of GCU players. Our former uh, player on our team, Levante, was there. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a good competition overall, like the whole summer. So. Like it's nothing like not a crazy league, but yep. it's still a good league to stay in shape and whatnot. It lets you keep your eligibility yeah. so you can play next year, come back and finish up your senior year. That's a perfect segue. You guys follow up, you know, you got that big save, you know, you guys win the conference title mm -hmm. down there. What what are you looking forward to now in your official final season? After you play for Ballard this summer and come back and play a championship field again, what are you looking forward to in your final season? I mean, obviously our schedule is pretty difficult this year. We got Kentucky, Louisville, Notre Dame. UW, obviously. So I mean, looking forward to that. Always looking good. Look, always looking forward to you know good competition. But for me, I think you know, enjoying the next you know the last few months I have with my teammates that I've known for since I've been here, yeah. and if not longer, out of uh, other relationships like with their brothers or other relatives. So I mean, that's one thing I'm really looking forward to is being able to enjoy those last few months and probably you know obviously winning yeah. a third conference title and going as deep as we can in the NCAA tournament. You're a local guy. Obviously, we talked about you went to West Seattle High School. You know, you stayed local for JUCO and then came here to Seattle University to play for Ballard now. So you spend a lot of time in the 206. What's your favorite spot off campus that you, you know, go to, whether it's your, your chill spot or mm -hmm. a place you like to go get food? What, what are your favorite spots in the city? I mean, it's going to have to be in West Seattle uh, to represent probably Alki, honestly. Okay, yeah. Like, 
specifically during the summer. And, you know, it's nice out, sunny, the beach, sunset, there's a whole bunch of food spots. But I think that's my go-to in the summer. It's probably, like, Alki. There's a good amount to do. Like, like everyone comes down yeah. there. You can see, like, you don't even plan to see people, but you see them. Yeah. So, I mean, I enjoy it. See the bros, see my, you know, friends, family, good food. Yeah. That's why, yeah, I know I think, about it. I was going to say, I think it's one of the best spots. Um, going on a little more fun questions. What's something, everybody has one. What's that one topic that you will argue to your death, even though it's not, you know, popular? No, not a lot of people agree with you, maybe. Mm -hmm. But what's that one opinion that, you know, you always defend? There's a few. There's a lot. I was, I was trying to think about that. Uh, one of them, first of all, pineapple doesn't belong in pizza. I've gotten right. into it a lot of that. <laughs> That I've seen too much, too many people <laughs> agree with that. It's it's wicked. It's sickening. Right. Another one uh, from our more uh, bougier uh, friends: avocado toast is one of the most useless snacks <laughs> I've ever seen. Right, it, right. It's literally just avocado on toast with salt, and this like it's not caviar, bro. It's, yeah, I'm not gonna fight you on that one. Yeah, yeah. but in another one, one more. It's always a Jordan and LeBron debate. Always. Like, I don't know if it's unpopular or not, but it goes back and forth. And I will argue that for hours. Yeah. Days even. I've argued it that Jordan is not even gonna get into it, but oh, right, I'll hey, stand hey. I'll stand with <laughs> with, uh, with Jordan. That's all I'm gonna okay, say. I was gonna say I can feel you getting heated. Yeah. Just, I, I know that's a touchy I subject. I started to so, sweat yeah. a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So going kind of on that subject. There's a time capsule that had to do with Seattle University. You've been here, obviously. Mm -hmm. You're starting to become, you know, that a staple in Seattle University history when it comes to soccer. If you had a time capsule and you could bury it, let's say, under championship field to one day be dug up, what would you put in that time capsule? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, keep it for SU purposes. Probably the cleats that I wore and uh, our 2019 conference. Uh, championship with you know because uh, I had three PK saves in a row. Yep. And you know there's a lot of wear and tear in those. And uh, honestly, that are like you know the accolades that myself and like the team has won. Like just keep it not even like not generic, but like you know I mean we all we grinded as a team. Yeah. Like to get those those like team like you know records or you know awards individual awards. So I feel like that would be necessary to keep those in there. So I think that's what I would have in there for okay. sure. That's a good one. So we tried at the end, we tried to talk to your coach. Pete Fewing was here in the building yesterday. Mm -hmm. We tried to say, hey, coach, what are some funny stories you have of Achilles or things like that? And he couldn't think of a single one. He couldn't get any dirt. All he did was compliment you. He said, talk about how he was a great athlete. You could have chosen basketball instead of soccer mm -hmm. or out of West Seattle. He had nothing but praise for you. So since he didn't give me the good dirt, you have any good Pete Fewing stories that <laughs> you could tell? Uh, just catch you off guard. Just um, a, anything good that you can toss out at your coach. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like that question. <laughs> um, he's a funny guy. Yeah. He, he's a funny guy. Uh, he'll have his days where you don't want to mess with him. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, I mean, Pete's, Pete's pretty funny. Um I'm gonna have to tell you some of these off screen. That's fair. That's fair. No, he's like no, it's, not, it's nothing crazy. He's 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 a really funny guy. Um, he thinks some of his jokes are funny. The best, yeah. Yeah, like but the like funny part about it is like when no one like laughs. Like, <laughs> you just leave him in dead silence he, like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, it gets it, no pity laughs from the team. No, oh, okay, it's, all right, all right. 
like people start laughing because of the awkwardness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, I I enjoy that though when he tries to make the those jokes. Yeah. Like it's funny though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love my coach. He's a, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I was gonna say he he has the soccer history, you know. He yeah. knows, seems like everybody in this the city, so I'm sure he has all the stories and the jokes. To oh, tell, but, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised he didn't say no. I try and keep my no. uh, distance. <laughs> no, he, away he, from he, him sometimes. he had nothing but positive things yeah. to say. I'll say I'll try to dig something up, and he just had nothing but positive. Yeah, I try to and be more you. low key, so yeah, I'm gonna keep it that way for the you know next year or so. After that, he can he'll nah. No, they don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it yeah. at that. But, uh, Achille, thanks for hopping on the Red Hawk Report here. We appreciate you uh, mm-hmm. stepping forward. And if you want to check out Achille, please do at Ballard FC during the summer and then back here at Championship Field during the fall. Uh, but, Achille, again, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yep. Georgetown Brewing is a proud sponsor of Red Hawk Men's Basketball. Georgetown Brewing Company is an independently owned Seattle craft brewery and the maker of Manny's Pale Ale. Information about their tasting room, kegs, growlers, and cans to go can be found on their website, georgetownbeer.com. Red Hawk Men's Basketball is sponsored in part by Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is now offering enhanced cleaning measures and mask requirements on all flights. More information is available at alaskaair.com. This broadcast is made possible in part by Copiers Northwest. For over 30 years, Copiers Northwest has been offering multifunction copier, printer, and software solutions for businesses and organizations in the Northwest. This broadcast is brought to you in part by Seattle Children's. Seattle Children's has been named one of the best children's hospitals in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. Hope. Care. Cure. Seattle Children's. And welcome back in to the Red Hawk Report here. Again, a big shout out to Achille Kasim for stepping in and being the interview this week. Really appreciate it, Achille, if you're uh, tuning in and a big men's soccer fan. Definitely go check him out at Championship Field this upcoming fall. But also check him out, as we talked about in that interview, for Ballard FC, the new USL2 squad in the city of Seattle, they will be playing over on SPU, Seattle Pacific's campus over there. So go please check out Achillean Goal over there. Their first match is Saturday, May 21st against Lane United FC. Uh, they actually start with a few home games in a row. Actually, uh, what is it? Four straight home games on May 21st, as I said, May 30th, June 5th, and June 10th. And uh, limited tickets available for them. So go check out Achille. There's rumors there might be uh, some other Red Hawks that might eventually join Achille playing for Ballard FC. So definitely go check them out. Definitely give him your support. Anytime we have Red Hawks, you know, doing great things in the community, playing, even if it's semi-professionally, go check them out. Um, and then obviously, as we talked about, Achille still has the eligibility to come back in the fall and have another season with head coach Pete Fewing and hopefully repeat as conference champions in the WAC. So again, thank you, Achille. Uh, great interview outside the fact that he said pineapple does not belong on pizza which russell brown here telling you it does it is delicious so uh outside of that i think achille uh spoke from the heart i also like that he was a a jordan fan so but again it's a heated topic so we'll get off that one as well um and a segue here let's go to uh, the week ahead in red hawk athletics coming up on monday which obviously is today women's golf at the GCU Lopes Invitational down in Phoenix, Arizona. They're getting that underway there. So definitely check out 
women's golf down there not being live broadcast you can check out go see out of you for updates on them they'll continue that through tuesday and on tuesday also originally baseball was scheduled to play at oregon state uh breaking news today that that is postponed look outside your windows as here at the kxsu studio it is very wet out that is stretching down to corvallis as well so that game has been postponed Makeup date is to be determined. Updates will be coming whenever they can. Again, check out Go Seattle U or Seattle U Baseball's Twitter account, social media accounts for any updates on when and you know if that game will be made up. So hopefully the Redhawks and Beavers can still square off at some point. That does it for Tuesday. Going on to Wednesday, men's golf will be at the Wyoming Desert Intercollegiate in Palm Desert, California. That will continue for a couple days through Friday, actually. Nothing on Thursday besides that golf tournament for men's golf. Friday, women's tennis will be at UNLV in Las Vegas at 10 a.m. is when they start down there in the desert. Softball versus Penn will be in Fullerton, California, 12.30 p.m. for them. Saturday and the weekend in general is jam-packed with Red Hawk Athletics. So if you're not doing anything this weekend, definitely tune in. A lot of big things going on. Women's Row will be at the PLU Invite. That will be in Lakewood, uh, so not too far away from here. Women's Tennis will continue to be down in Vegas. This time they'll take on Portland. 10 a.m. will be the start there for them against the Pilots. Women's Basketball at Chicago State. That is an 11 a.m. tip-off on ESPN+. And when I say please tune in, please support women's basketball, I truly mean it. Talked about eight seniors will be leaving head coach Susie Barkham squad this year. She eclipsed the 400-win mark a few games ago. They're battling for that 10 spot. Possibly by the time that game tips off, they could have locked up Whack Vegas. If not, that showdown with the Cougars will determine which team does end up going to the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas and playing for a Whack title. So please check them out. Again, that is a, what did I say, 11 a.m. tip-off on ESPN+. Plus. So definitely tune in, support women's basketball there as they continue to battle towards Whack Vegas. Softball, they are going up against... Weaver State in Fullerton, California. A lot of teams down in Cali right now. 12.30 p.m. First pitch there. Men's basketball at home versus Chicago State. That will be their senior night. We had women's last week. This time the men's will host the Cougars, and they have a tip-off at 1 p.m. Show up early, please, for festivities for the two seniors we have on the squad this year. That game will be on this radio station right here, Seattle University student-run radio station, 102.1 FM. KXSU. So tune in there or on ESPN Plus if you're more of a visual uh, taker in of your games if you're not in person. And some fun things going on for that men's basketball game. Not only is it senior night, so come support the seniors. They give away a one of a kind NFT will be given away to one student. So if you want a one of one, no other one, none, none other will be created in the world. One of one NFT, please show up for men's basketball at the Red Hawk Center. Again, 1 p.m. tip off there. Halftime is fun. Oh, man, it's fun. Fly Dogs will be the halftime performance there. So oh, if the NFT wasn't good enough students-wise, Fly Dogs should be enough to get you in, plus the seniors, plus it's a big game, you know, last home game before they head to Vegas as well. So definitely pack the Red Hawk Center and send off our seniors with the uh, with some happy memories and then pushed them on to Vegas. And let's see if 
top two seed. Let's see if they can't make some magic happen, and we'll talk about NCAA tournament in uh, our next episode. Who knows, you know? But they need your support in order to do something like that, so definitely show up for them uh, on Saturday. Please show up. Men's tennis uh, at UC Davis in Davis, California at 2 p.m. First serve there. Uh, Saturday continues. And softball at Cal State in, again, Fullerton, California, 7.30 p.m. First pitch for them there. That rounds out our Saturday. And then we get into Sunday. Sunday, men's golf will be at the Bandon Dunes Invitational in uh, the Brandon Dunes in uh, Brandon Dunes Invitational in Brandon, Oregon. Softball versus Arizona State in Fullerton, California. Again, 11.15 a.m. is the first pitch. None of those softball games are being broadcast, so unfortunately can't check on Coach Jeffy Ryan, the squad, but cheer them on still. Men's tennis at Sacramento State in Sacramento, California at 1 p.m. Softball continues, this time against Utah, 1.30 p.m. first pitch, and then baseball Hopefully, drum roll will open up their home schedule. So hopefully, rain, rain, go away. Come again another game day. We want to play this one against British Columbia. That will be at Bannerwood Park. That's in Bellevue. Hopefully, we can get a home opener in uh, to see Coach Donny Harrell and the uh, Red Hawk baseball team play a game here at home. Mother Nature has to cooperate with us, but that is the plan for now. 2 p.m. first pitch. If you cannot make it to the game, it will be on the WAC Digital Network. So tune in. Please support baseball, as I said, looking to get their season back on track and uh, back into winning ways. Again, 2 p.m. first pitch tentative there against British Columbia. Let's make sure the rain stays away and let's get some baseball in here for the Red Hawks. Well, that does it for another episode here. Again, thank you for tuning in on KXSU 102.1. And remember, if you cannot make a live show, obviously, if you're listening now, you're either doing what I'm about to say or are currently listening live, so it doesn't apply to you. But we are now on Spotify and Google Podcast as well. So if you miss an episode, it'll be up at least no later than the next day on those two platforms. So tune in on your car on your phone, at work, wherever it may be, tune in to us. And uh, not during class, though, students. Um, tune in. Continue to help us get support and uh, make this a very, very, very great show that we can continue to do here at KXSU with the help of all of our partners. So signing off again from another Red Hawk Report, Russell Brown. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. Hopefully it dries up and you have a great rest of your week as well. Hope to see you on the next Red Hawk Report next Monday here on KXSU.